0: Um, I just want to welcome everybody to another Sunday morning with the boys. If you're curious to know why we have changed from Saturday to Sunday, well, we just needed a little bit more time to prepare for this as Saturday mornings were getting a little bit too tough for some of us to make with kids and things like that. So we thought Sundays might be easier for us. So guys, thanks for wasting your Sunday morning with us. So uh, um, welcome. how you guys doing? Good. Good. Awesome, awesome. So, um you guys got any new things that are happening? Anything we should know about? Maddie, how's uh when you heading back to Alaska?
1: Actually, this afternoon I'm headed back, so kind of getting ready to get my get my ride to the airport and head back. So, should be a good trip.
0: No okay, kidding. How long is a round trip?
1: It's about four hours. I fly Milwaukee to Seattle. That's about four hours. And then another four hours from Seattle to Fairbanks. So about 10 hours total travel time. So it's not t- terrible, but it is what it is.
0: Chris, how's, uh, how's home life? It's rough, man. It's rough. <laughs> it's taking a small angles, man. They're getting me. Let me ask you this question. Who gets up first? You or the kids? Um, definitely the kids. 100% the kids i up at 5, 5 a.m. ready to rock and I was just not having it.
2: <laughs>
1: I don't think I've woken up earlier than 10 since this whole thing started.
0: Uh, are you bragging or just? <laughs> yeah, I, a little bit actually. I mean, I, I don't think I've slept in past 5.30 since this whole thing started. So how about you, Rex? How you doing? Uh,
2: same old, same old. Just killing time. How is, how,
0: is, how is home life treating you?
2: It's, like I said, you know, just just killing time. I, You know, it's been nice. I'm shooting like 300, 400 bucks a day. But then all of a sudden that's an hour and a half and I still got about 10 hours till bedtime. So then what do I do? <laughs> what
0: what uh, What's the video game you've been playing?
2: Um, I've been playing a little bit of everything. Actually, me and my buddies are on a little bit of a Rocket League kick right now.
0: Uh, Classic game.
2: Uh. It's fun. It's a great way to, like I said, man, it's a great way to kill time. It's a it's a mindless killing time game. So
0: what is that, is that uh,
2: You're in a car <laughs> and you're playing soccer. It's made for like eight year olds. Yeah, you're all driving around. It's I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, but it's like, it's, it's like soccer with toy cars. Yeah. <laughs> you're flying around, it's great. You'd be great all at right. it.
0: Yeah, not so much. I don't know. Hey
2: Don't Rex, you how are we... what? Sorry, one how? second. How are the roommates? Oh, you know, they're busy, just <laughs> working. Everybody's, 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 you know, everybody's got their own thing going on right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, one of the topics we covered last week that was was really good, um, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on it a little bit uh, this morning. It's gonna be. Uh, Last week, we talked about Coach Rex and and, and your cut story and how it, um, you know, about your Coleman Cup kind of experience, or at the time it was Waha Cup. Um, Upon, you know, after the conversation and things like Rex, uh, things like, do you have any things that you'd like to add to the story about maybe, maybe in particular, just like how you ended up coming out of it and things like that? Because that was one of the things we didn't really talk about a lot at the end of your, your story was where did you end up? How did you kind of rebound from that? Cause you had a really good high school career and you had a really good Oshkosh career. So like, give us the timeline of events that kind of happened after, you know, that, the, that kind of like those peewee years.
2: Yeah. So yeah, kind of just to recap the story, I, uh, both of my peewee years, I didn't make the Coleman cup, the Waha cup team. And the big point of last week was that, you know, I didn't realize till it was too late that I wasn't, a rounded enough player, I was good in one aspect of the game, and that was kind of all I had. And so, you know, going into Bantams, going into high school, it, you know, I kind of, I kind of talked about it last time too. In that, I still didn't know a lot of that stuff, but I knew something wasn't right. If you know, if I'm at, in modesty, if I'm not making these teams, like, you know, somebody must be seeing something that isn't what I'm seeing. So that's when, mm-hmm. that's when my game kind of started to turn around a little bit. In that. You know, not not uh, selfishly, but I just need to do more. I need to I need to figure out how I can how I can kind of stand apart. And for me, it I, you know, luckily I'll say it wasn't too little too late. But you know, then yeah, I get into high school. Uh, I was maybe not a goal scorer, but put in a lot of points. But then you know, even even when I played wheel, my U16 year or my second U16 year, we ended up going to nationals, and I was I was the last person to make that team. I was one of the bubble defenders and then all of a sudden I was, I, I don't know that how great his stats we kept, but I would imagine I was somewhere in like seven or eight on the team for points. Just, you know, I figured out how to move the puck up, how to skate the puck up, how to put us into scoring chances. And that, that's where I think it kind of turned around for me. My, or when it, when it really kind of sank in that I need to be better at more aspects of the game. Because again, uh, you know, in modesty, if I'm almost getting cut from a wheel team, I didn't think that was right. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
2: went, I need to change
0: this. Okay. And your, your, your college career was, was, uh, you you did touch on this a little bit, but your college career, you you kind of did transform your game a little bit. You, can you elaborate that you kind of went from a stay at home D to your, I think, as you said, your senior year, where you finally became that, you know, you kind of, you worked on that offensive game, correct?
2: Yeah, and that was that was actually uh, uh, circumstantial, I guess. We actually lost a few a few forwards uh, in between my. It was my. So I was there for five years. I only played four. I got hurt my first senior year. Uh, but we lost a few of our, you know, kind of stud forwards, and it turned into we were short on defenders. We didn't have a lot of forwards, and it turned into I was kind of asked to start to start working on that, to start doing that stuff. And you know, again, go just to going back to last week. I wish somebody would have asked me to start working on that stuff earlier. Mm. And you know that I, if if I were to have a regret in hockey, I would say that's probably it. Okay.
3: Awesome. Hey Ryan, speaking of cut yeah. story, I know in one of the interviews you had during the week, I know you talked about a time when you um, got cut from a team and. uh so when you kind of fill us in more about that story?
0: Yeah, prior to me me getting cut, I, I played on some of the um, better AAA teams in Michigan. I played on CompuWare and, and uh, what is, what's now Bell Tire. But um, one of the things that kind of struck me was was that it was after my Bantam major year, I went to tryouts and um, I was trying out for the teams and I got cut from my first team and uh it wasn't the fact that i got cut from that one team which is bell tire the fact i got cut all the way down the list for that first year so um you know that that was that's that's only part of my story of getting cut which kind of impacted me in my career and i'll tell you it it impacted me in a positive way because i got cut that one season and I'll, i'll tell you i had to go back down and play tier two hockey um, and it was you know in Michigan it was it was Bantam double A so I played Bantam A for a season and then I'll tell you I, I was motivated I was ready to go and I put in the time I put in the work and um, I, I came back to the following year and tried out for a bunch of these teams and um, it didn't work out for me again and it was one of those things where I uh, you know after getting cut uh, the second time it kind of um, opened my eyes up to maybe my game having some deficiencies and things like that and um, you know I had to go through another season of playing tier two hockey which you know I'll still say may it might have been a good thing for me but you know playing tier two years of tier two hockey definitely impacted me and, and it made me open my eyes to things that I needed to improve and things like that so um, it wasn't the greatest you know story of getting cut and things like that but it's something that I find that really impacted me in my career just the fact that um, mine wasn't just a one-year cut story mine was a two-year cut story like I just said where um, I made my rounds. I tried out for all the AAA teams and uh, they didn't just cut me one year. They cut me two years in a row, which um, wasn't the best for my uh, for my ego or anything like that too. But I'll tell you this, it uh, it's definitely something that makes you look in the mirror a little bit and it makes you kind of sit there and kind of kind of defines you of what kind of person you know and what kind of what you maybe want to do makes you want to redefine what you might think about is your goals and aspirations and things like that but yeah that was the thing with me it was it was um you know cut one year you know okay and then you know full year goes by and then you come back again and five more teams cut you again so it's just like what what's going on so yeah so yeah like i said my story is more of just a, a process of getting cut over the years so yeah.
3: Um, I think, go ahead, Grant. All right. I think it says something about your character. Like you got caught that first time and you didn't give up and you still went back. I mean, you ended up getting cut. but you still didn't get discouraged after that first cut from those teams. You know, like you still wanted to pursue it. And like,
0: Oh, I'll tell you, I, I don't think I did want to pursue it. <laughs> um, it was one of those things where you get cut the first time. You don't really want to go back. Right. Cause you don't want to, you don't want, you don't want that feeling again. I will say that I had some parent, my parents definitely Influenced me enough to make sure that I went back and tried out, and um, I'm sure a lot of kids are like that. When you get cut once, you almost don't want to do it again because you don't want to go through that same situation again. And, and I'll tell you, when I got cut the first time, it hurt. I hurt a lot. You know what I mean? Um, and then going back the second time and, and and getting that same feeling, you know, not just once, but I got it like three or four or five more times with all the other teams that cut me. That's it's it's tough. It's and that was the thing along the way. You know, I, I'm lucky that I had my parents. I had my brother there for support and things like that. They were the ones encouraging me to keep going and doing these things. But um, without my parents pushing me to go to those trials, I don't, I don't really know if I would have went back. So, so, but when, you, um, but when you did make the jump back from Tier 1 to Tier 2, um, I mean, what was, like, what was your in-season experience versus like, when you're, like your in-game experiences when you were with the Tier 1 teams and when you came back to Tier 2, um, when you took that step back? What was that? What was that? Um, like did your in-game experiences or anything like that change at all? Or I don't think my in-games experiences tra- changed at all. I will tell you this. Um, I didn't, my first year getting cut you, you know, it's one of those things you, you came, it's not like I came back with a chip on my shoulder. I will tell you that I, I probably came back, not the greatest teammate. And I had, I probably had a poor attitude. Um, and it was just because I didn't feel that I needed to be there. Right. I was like, I'm a tier one hockey player. What am I doing here? Right. And I would say that it was a learning experience for me because I, it, it, it humbled me. It made me kind of sit there and say like, well, maybe I do belong here. And that's something I think a lot of kids go through too when they get cut is, you know, they think that they should be on the A team and you know, it's, it's somebody else's fault. And I think that might've been one of my issues. I was, I I was quick to, you know, you know point the finger and say like that coach had it out for me or whatever it may be but that wasn't the case it, it was it was on me and it took it took until my second go-around to actually kind of you know sit around and, and acknowledge that and kind of come to terms with that fact
1: how was it kind of your mental how was your mental game how, what were you thinking when you got cut because I know like a lot of kids they react differently kind of, like you said do you have a chip on your shoulder Were you kind of down in the down the dirt kind of didn't want to get up and it's like kind of do I still want to play hockey really
0: you know um I think I think I went up and down you know there was way more ups and there was downs but a lot of the stuff was I had a chip on my shoulder so I was going hard right especially between my first year and my second year I was like all right I'm gonna make these teams I'm gonna go but what ended up transpiring was uh getting cut the second time i i probably went through you know that week or two where i didn't want to play hockey anymore i was like what's the point because your goals change and that was something that really hit me hard was i was still in that time you know that mental state of wanting to play in the nhl you know yeah. like it is and then you kind of realize like if i can't even make my best teams in my own state how the heck am i supposed to go play in the nhl right so mm-hmm. as where we're where my, I had to start looking at things reasonably too, and saying like, what, what do I want to, for hockey? And, and that's where I kind of came to the conclusion that I just wanted to play college hockey. Um, you know, I still had goals after that to go play D1, but I kind of started think, seeing things for what they were, and, and making the NHL wasn't wasn't in the cards. But at that point, you know, NCAA hockey still was. So, um, you know, but I definitely had a downtime where I, you know, I didn't I didn't know if I exactly wanted to play, but I knew I loved the game still enough where I was going to play. But um, yeah, like I said there was times where I just—I don't think I wanted to, but I did. I did it, you know. Like I said, it was the encouragement from my parents, encouragement from a lot of my friends, and things like that. And then also, I just enjoyed playing the game. I I loved playing it. There's not that didn't go away. So I think that's what kept me going and kept my kept me up and things like that. So for sure. Um, yeah. Um, so not yeah. too long after, you're leading the Fonny Bears. <laughs> <laughs> record breaker you know see that was the thing though like i i bounced back i, I and i don't want to say it's dreary or anything like that either but it's a it it was a story where i i do i do think that i bounced back by like i said before i bounced back because of you know the support system that i had i had a good support system where you know and that was one thing i will say is that i did work hard like I, I mean, I was motivated after I got cut my first couple of years. Like I, was, I, was, I was angry. So I worked hard and I worked really, I mean, like I was putting in more time than I'd ever put in, in in the basement and shooting pucks and doing these things. So when I came back my second year, I was, I mean, I was ready to go. I had worked out. I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was ready to play hockey and getting cut again opened my eyes to two things uh, and those, and that's what I mean by I bounced back because getting cut the second time was probably the best thing because I learned two things that all that hard work I had been doing that summer and year before, it was, it, it was great that I was doing it, but I also wasn't looking in the right places. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't need to shoot a hundred pucks. My shot was, my shot was pretty good at the time. I didn't need to spend that money time, that much time, you know, stick handling and doing those things. Like, cause my stick handling was pretty good. What I needed to work on was my speed, right? Like I needed to work on my you know, plyometrics, my foot speed, my endurance and things like that, which I I didn't do at all. And the thing was, is that I ignored the advice from people and why I got cut in the first time. But you know in my mind, I was still working hard, I was still shooting 200 bucks a day and doing 100 push ups, but but frankly, it's not what I needed. So, when I came back my second year after getting cut, and why I think I bounced back better that year was because I learned what I needed. I didn't need to shoot 200 bucks, I only need to shoot maybe 50 bucks, but I also need to go run two miles, or I needed to do the ladder circuits, or I needed to do some squats and things like that to improve my my oh, my speed of my game. So <clears throat> That's one of the things that helped. And the second thing that helped me out was when I was it it allowed me to bounce back was was the fact, you know, I remember I think it was my dad I had the conversation with and he said, you know, like, Well, do you feel you worked hard? And I was like, Yeah. And he's like, you know, do you feel like you worked hard enough to make those teams? And I was like, Well, obviously not. Then he just said simply, Well, I guess you gotta work harder. (laughs) And and that's something that's it's so simple, but it was dead on because I I did need to work harder. I needed to do more and um, but luckily, it all worked out. I mean, I, you know, like I said, got to play for the fondi Bears. <laughs> <So.
3: laughs> that overshadowed the D3 career, you know, NCAA. <laughs> yeah. It exactly. The Bears matter more than that. Oh, yeah. for sure. The Bears So, like, Ryan, talking about, like, you know, like, what you were shooting pox and stick handling, would you say, like, kind of like the 20-80 rule applied to you there where you should have spent, you know, maybe 80% of your time working on, like, your weaknesses or things you need to improve your game on instead of, you know, putting 80% on percent or uh, on things that you were good at already.
0: Well, that was the thing is like, I, I hate to say this, but you know, part of it was ignorance on my part. Like, like we had asked the question, but we never went to depth about it. Right. So like, yeah. I truly didn't know that I needed to work on a lot of the stuff. And then the other thing too was I didn't even know what to like, what to do at that time. And I think that's the other thing too, when kids get caught, they're told just to go work harder and you're like, well, how like and most of these kids don't even know what they need to do to work harder and then in addition to that they don't even know what they need to work on right they so didn't was, have a hockey factory homeschool back then <laughs> no they didn't right and that was i think that's the that's one of the issues of kids getting cut and i went through it where i got cut and i thought just by going and working hard would help me but in reality like you're exactly if you 80 20 rule like i wish i was working on the right things when i needed to be working on them um you know like shooting those 200 pucks a day was yeah, it was a great workout for me but was it actually helping what i needed to work on to make those teams no um and that's the other thing i'll tell parents and kids when they get cut is it it doesn't hurt to find out why right and oh i know like some of those times you don't want to face the coach who just cut you but i've never really ran into a coach after you cut a kid he's not going to tell you why and for a lot of kids and we need to hear that and like they need to hear that hard truth that like this is what this is what you need to work on I and mean, this is what I look for in players and this is what I need to see from you. That way it gives that kid the option to go work hard but work hard in the you know work hard smartly and do it correctly so that way next year he's got a better shot of making that team. So so yeah that, that's, that's definitely a, that played a lot into it too so um, you know yeah. So, I mean, so, yeah, that's my cut story, so, I mean. Hey, thanks for sharing. We know
3: Ryan, Blook doesn't get cut a lot, so when we can hear one, it's, it's, good for, it's good for the rest of us. I don't think one existed. Yeah, he's a
0: heckler. You know, the, I, that's the thing, is, like, I mean, we, I mean, how, how many times in your life, like, do you get a chance to, like, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is, like, how many times in your life do you get to get cut, you know what I mean, and, look back on it and say <laughs> no, and that's, and that's, that's what, yeah like it's a good thing right so four or five
1: times probably what'd you say four or five times probably
0: yeah and that's and that's the other thing too is kids need to look at getting cut is you know you hate to say it but like it's it's totally cliche it's like you need you need you need to have failure you need to have adversity in your life you know and that's it's one of the things that getting cut for me did it made me realize how bad i wanted to do something right if i wasn't if I didn't get cut and it was easy all the time, I don't think I would have probably had or gone to the places I did, which was awesome. So. Um,
1: Some of the best athletes in the world have been, they've, they have a cut story. Like you look at a person like Michael Jordan getting cut high school team, like how that changed his life around too. So it, it may be bad at the time, but it, there's gonna be a positive outcome if you treat it the right way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like it's, and it's not just getting cut. Maybe it's getting your role diminished on your hockey team or something like that, or, know not being moved off first pp to second pp or whatever it may be like those are the you know if if you if you handle that situation right and you can handle the adversity that's going to be the best thing for you it's not going to be something that's going to be a deterrent and it ruin your career i guess it's all all on how you handle it right perspective yeah i mean that's the other thing too like i maddie when you asked the question about how i was mentally like i mean I could have really easy folded up shop and just made a great career out of playing tier two hockey, but it's not what I wanted. Right. Like it's your perspective. Like, you know, you can't lose focus and you can't lose what you want to do. So it's, it just is what it is. I mean, you know? So, so yeah, that's my fun one. So, all right. Has anyone got, uh, I mean, I, I rambled there for a little bit. So, um, I don't even know what time we're at right now, guys, but I just wanted to say though, I think uh I think we should probably end there I got this a flip. morning. Yeah, man. So, um, I was gonna say let's you gotta get to Alaska soon, don't you? Yeah. Uh, who's right who's on? driving you to the airport?
1: Uh a family friend of mine. Okay, all right. I'm not gonna drop names down here. Oh, you're <laughs> you're not a name dropper? Oh I, I, I respect <laughs> that. I respect that.
0: You know, at least you don't got to worry about uh, being long lines at the airport, right?
1: I have, like, 20 people on my flight total.
0: Oh, then, then you know how many people are there?
1: Yeah, you can, I can, like, ch- check on my phone. Like, every row, you have to yourself pretty much on the flight. So the distance, like, your social, like spreading yourself apart, so it'll be nice the, that one.
0: Did the plane do that, or did you guys do that?
1: The companies are doing it, so. Really? Yeah.
0: It's kind of nice, though.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be weird being on a plane with 20 people, though.
0: Did they charge you guys more or was the plane ticket the same?
1: It was fairly cheaper, but mm-hmm. flying to Alaska is never cheap. It's just such a far distance. And there's only one or two flights a day into my hometown. So it's never mm-hmm. cheap to get. So, but it wasn't bad.
0: Cool. So, yeah. all right, ready to go back right now. You got the beard and everything. Right. It's still ah. got really
1: I got to say warm. So, <laughs> <laughs> is it still snowing up there? No. <laughs>
0: hey, is it, wor- is it warmer there than it is here? Please tell oh, me. It's
1: about is. thirty degrees colder there right now. Oh. In about yeah. a month, I'll probably be a little warmer here, there than here. Yeah, that's cool. I heard your winters aren't as cold either, though. Um, that's a false fact. So I don't know where you heard that from. Oh
3: yeah, okay. all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's like someone saying Christian was a good goalie. He doesn't it. <laughs> <Yeah,
3: that> <laughs> Whoa,
1: like, whoa, just
0: average at best. He's a, he's a very okay goalie, <laughs> just okay. He was one of the most okayest goalies I've ever played with. See,
2: here, there's about to be a
1: he was good for at least two a game,
0: yeah. But all right, well, I gotta get going, I gotta get, I gotta get the kids' breakfast. So, all right, guys,
3: I'll be over later. Bye later. Later. <laughs> All right, bye-bye.